Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning and we are pleased to be joined by the CEO of Upward Hartford, Shauna Schlossberg, and she is joined by Upward Labs startups that are housed in the program in downtown Hartford. Good morning to you, Shauna. Good morning. How is everyone? Let's start with a little about what Upward Hartford is. Absolutely. So Upward Hartford is an innovation hub that we built just under two years ago. We opened in September of 2017. We took 27,000 square feet in the mezzanine space of a very iconic building, the Stilts Building in downtown Hartford. And we decided this will become the center of innovation of all of downtown. And it was very ambitious at the time. You know, Hartford was just starting to come out of its gloom, if you will. And we went ahead and did it. We built a beautiful space. We invested a lot of money and we started pulling in the corporates. We pulled in partners like Cigna and Travelers and AXA and Lincoln Financial. And we started pulling in local entrepreneurs that had been working from home until then and great uh, mentors and advisors, just great people around it. And then we started bringing in some startups from around the world and, um, as of now, we have we have 29 offices. We have about um, more than 100 coworkers. We have an incredible accelerator that operates in our space, Startup Bootcamp, that you interviewed a few uh, months ago. And so it's really become that center. We, we do events. There's probably two to three events per week around entrepreneurship, fun events, uh, open mic nights, uh, board games and beer nights. So there's just something to do almost every night. But really, the center was about building an intersection between the amazing corporate community we have in this city and state, really, and startups from around the world who want to work with them. And startups from around the world that wanted to work, if it was Travelers or Aetna or Cigna or the Hartford and uh, United Technologies, never thought to come to Hartford. And that's really what we're trying to change. And recently, we launched our newest edition, which is the Upward Labs program, which are labs focused on aged care and smart building tech. We realized that we have, within the corporate community, these are two areas they really care about. Our uh, PNC insurers are writing policies on millions of buildings in this country, UBS managing billions in real estate from downtown Hartford, United Technology, one of the biggest name in smart buildings. And on the other hand, we have every major corporation that is connected to aged care, which is our health insurers, our life insurers, uh, companies like Stanley Healthcare, and, and more. So this is how the program came to fruition. And every six months, we bring a new batch of startups to Hartford to live here, work here, and get deals done. And this morning, we're joined by representatives of three startups, 
So we've selected the best ones, really, to bring here. And um, we tried to create a good mix because we have eight startups in the, in the current cohort, and some of them are both smart building, are focused on smart building, and this could be smart access, smart security, energy efficiency, and we have the aged care program that has um, monitoring, you know, remote monitoring, it has teletherapy solutions, and we wanted to create a mix of startups that can kind of give a feel to what this program is about. Um, so one of our startups is Xander Cardian, and we're going to hear from Sam a little bit more about his radar technology in a, in a minute. This also works in, in the buildings. This also works, has uh, a lot of healthcare applications, really incredible. Sam is from South Korea, and um, we'll get to hear from him in a moment. We have uh, Yugo from WiseCare. WiseCare is incredible technology around um, remote therapy, and already the partners are seeing so many capabilities with it, and Yugo will tell us more about how his solution works. And lastly, we have Keiko from uh, AI2, and AI2 is doing remote monitoring in a unique way. We hear a lot of watches, and many of the startups are putting watches on people's hands to uh, do continuous monitoring, which has become a very important concept in health. More and more, the insurers are saying, we need to know what's happening with someone all the time so we can prevent something big from happening or know about it before, because once you get to the hospital, then you know the, the, the dollars are running. Usually someone just doesn't get to the hospital. Something happens before, and if you could see patterns, you could start preventing, maybe get a doctor visit before the hospital. So Keiko will tell us more how her solution is doing it. Sam, why don't you tell us about Xander Cardian and what you do? It's it's smart buildings and fall detection, correct? Yes, that's right. Um, so we, we've been focused entirely on radar signal processing algorithms. Uh, I guess to explain it in a much simpler way, Every human being creates micro-vibration patterns. So we're never really still, right? You're breathing, your chest is moving, your heart is pumping blood. So the, the, the pumping action creates a, a unique frequency. We're able to uh, pinpoint those two different uh, vibration patterns and obtain breathing rate and heart rate. Uh, so because we can do that, uh, we can do presence detection uh, through vital sign. And obviously, we can do the remote health monitoring. So for smart buildings, does that have to do with security? Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, we never started the company to become a security-focused company. But the funny thing is, again, because we're detecting presence by vital sign, you can't fake that. You know, you can't say, oh, I'm going to stop my heartbeat now for the next two minutes. You can't really do that, right? So uh, it, our application is being used in airports and banks um, around the world. So, yeah, we do have some security elements. And also in the, the healthcare realm, what are the applications there? So because it's radar, it's uh, absolutely non-contact, no wearable device. Uh, it, it goes in the house, in the ceiling, in the wall. And uh, vital sign monitoring plus sleep apnea as well as fall detection, again, uh, no wearable. Uh, so imagine like in the shower, like a bathroom scenario. You don't want a camera. You don't. I mean, there are like pull strings uh, or like buttons that you can press. But you have to physically go there and press that or pull the string. But what happens if you fall down and you hit your head and you become unconscious? There's no way of knowing that. Our system looks at the time of flight, so the, 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 the action that people are taking to go down to the, to the ground. 
But then there's something as a slow fall, or you call it a sliding fall. Uh, so when you're having, a, let's say, a heart attack or things like that, you don't really fall flat down, or you don't do a slip and fall motion. So the second logic that we do is we look at we look for the vital sign coming from the ground of the given environment, and then determine that as a fall. So that's how we we do a for sure way of getting fall detection in any open space, not just bathrooms. What sort of firms use your technology? So we've been doing some pilots around the world with uh, hospitals and nursing homes. But what's interesting is also like in airports, you have handicapped bathrooms. So anywhere that uh, is designated for handicap, even hotels, um, they're by law, if you have a certain size um, hotel, you have to have X percentage of handicapped rooms. So it's being applied in various different uh, applications or buildings. So it can kind of take the place of that string you sometimes see on the bathroom wall to pull in case yes, you run into yeah. a problem. Exactly. And, and also in the hospitals, many of them still use pressure pads, which is really pressure on, pressure off. It's not really technically looking for a human fall on the ground. Uh, and, but another issue is what happens after from the bed to, let's say, the bathroom, because that majority of falls happen in the middle of the night when they're trying to go to the bathroom and they don't want to bother the nurse. So on the way, they, they happen to fall. So really, it's important to have a detection that's um, just not limited to, to like a contact-based system. So what happens after your technology detects a fall? So that's actually another extremely uh, advantage thing for about us is that uh, once a fall is detected, um, it will send a signal out to the, to the caretakers. It could be a nurse, it could be a family member or whoever. And ever since that point from that time, it will send in real time heart rate, breathing rate, and movement index. So that means that if you're moving around, it, it lets the people know that they're you're conscious, they're moving around, they're trying to get back up. If they're unconscious, at least you have everything else, uh, such as breathing rate and heart rate. So they will know as they come to help you, they'll know what's going on with, your, with, with, with the uh, patient. Moving on to Hugo Van Dyke. He is VP of Operations at WiseCare. Tell us what WiseCare does. Thanks, Aaron. And uh, thanks, Shana, for a beautiful introduction of our cohort. <clears throat> so WiseCare is a tele-rehab platform. And tele-rehab meaning physical therapy video exercises that we uh, put in a cloud. And it's basically um, bringing the physical therapy exercises into the patient's home. Uh, and the home is, uh, can be seen as also the room in an assisted living facility. It can also be, you know, uh, in diff- different uh, locations. It can actually also be in somebody's office. Um, the system is a cloud-based system. We have a wise care clinic that is basically where the, the physical therapist uh, monitors and, and guides the personalized care. And obviously, like uh, with all the technology these days, we also have uh, AI-driven uh, personalized care where we can do prediction and suggestions on what kind of um, exercise that patients should have uh, based on their diagnosis and their, and their history. Uh, the second part is the patient-facing part. It's called Wise Care Connect. We can interact with them through a tablet or phone, and then we can also do virtual visits with them. It's called WiseCare Visit. One of the most exciting things that we're working on right now is called WiseCare Performance, which actually tracks the motion of the person. Um, and we're, we decided after some trial and error that the, the best way to do that is not to use sensors, 
not to use uh, Kinect, not to use any uh, other device than a simple uh, 2D camera on your uh, tablet or on your phone. So this is essentially telemedicine and telept. Correct. What sort of firms are, are using your technology? We're an Israeli company. Uh, in Israel, we're not new. We're established. We just reached, uh, in May, we reached uh, 15,000 patients using it. And we have about 1,000 therapists using it there as well. Uh, we are now working with Cleveland Clinic. Uh, we're starting a uh, program uh, regarding Parkinson's disease. We're uh, working with, and this is one of the reasons why we're in Hartford, because obviously, uh, Hartford is the, the center and the hub for insurance companies, and that is going to be, uh, you know, our, our ultimate solution if they are on board and if they will start uh, paying for this platform, uh, you know, then I think uh, we can call it a success. I imagine one of the big motivators is the opportunity to reduce expenses by doing this remotely. How much can one save? So we uh, we've have we have a very uh, well established and documented uh, program that we did in Cleveland and one in Israel where uh, post op hip replacement will save at least seventy five percent of the normal bundle payment for the rehab part. So that that's uh, that's pretty significant, I think. In other channels like uh, outpatient rehab, we also feel that uh, some missed visits can be still captured by uh, using virtual visits. So yes, there, there are uh, savings, but we also see uh, standard of care, quality of care can be uh, improved as well. And besides that, you know, one of the things that we all share here with the cohorts is uh, reducing the risk of falls. So we can do a program where we're actually uh, reducing the hospitalization of, of patients. Moving right down the line to Keiko Carita, she is chief customer experience officer at AI2, and that, that's wearable monitoring, essentially, correct? Yes, it is, Aaron. So I represent um, Algorithmic Intuition, or AI2. Our mission is to build smart, um, algorithm-based, machine learning-based solutions for older adults. Our primary objective is to allow older adults to live longer and more safely at home. And that could be either uh, at home, meaning in their own homes that they've lived in before, or in assisted living communities and independent living communities. All three of these startups have an area related to aging in place and the nation's aging population. Connecticut's kind of an older state in, in that regard as well. Is that one of the reasons you're here in Connecticut? Yes, I think that that is true. Um, the state of Connecticut, I think, offers a real, uh, an immense amount of resources for startups, especially focused in um, aging uh, population. Um, as you mentioned, it's not just because of the establishment of the health insur insurance carriers, but also just because of the the well uh, the uh, the expertise in the in the people um, and. In the in the healthcare industry itself, um, the city of Hartford has hospitals that um, focus on uh, older adults and chronic illnesses, and so these are some of the resources that we love to continue to tap into as part of the Upward program. When I think of wearable monitoring, I of course think of the Fitbit. How does your technology differ? That's a great question. Um, so our technology is. Is in it was designed so that it's more accurate with some the measurements that we 
do. And so we have three sensors. Uh, one is looking at uh, the skin skin temperature. The other is looking at um, the uh, um, accelerometer and also EKG. And the advantage of our solution, which is placed on the body, on the torso, upper upper chest area, is that it provides for more accurate reading because it's closer to the core of the body, um, especially when it comes to fall detection, uh, which is something the accelerometer detects. Um, we believe that um, there's nothing that re- replaces sort of the falling movement of the actual body. So the arm... Uh, the wrist can move about um, in many different ways, and there's a lot of velocity and acceleration with with the wrist. But there are a few movements uh, that represent um, that sort of forcefulness that you get from from an on-body measurement. And um, I should also mention so that the accelerometer that's uh, in the in the sensor really allows for the monitoring of movement and posture. And so we think that with older adults, um, there's a lot of information that we need from their behavior. So uh, my colleagues mentioned, you know, falls and some of the the activities, but uh, we're, we're really trying, uh, AI2 is really um, trying to uh, focus on uh, sort of the patterns of movement. So are, are older adults getting up and wandering around at night? Are they uh, starting to uh, get up later and later in the morning? Are they staying in home more? And so these kinds of behaviors can translate to, you know, psychological health as well. So uh, we're really trying to focus in on this area. You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to officials from three startups with Upward Labs program in Hartford, also joined by Upward Hartford CEO Shana Slosberg. One question I have for you, Shauna, is, you know, this is co-working space, shared working space. Can someone come to you and say, you know, I I need a desk to use for a few days? Is, is that something that Upward Hartford does? Well, absolutely. So the way we build the space is its goal is to cater to every entrepreneur or startup or company at whatever phase they're at. So we have people knocking on the door and saying, I just have a meeting with some investors. Can I... Uh, rent a conference room for an hour. We have a lot of companies that have bases in New York and Boston that just use our space to meet in the middle. And because no one wants to do a four hour drive, if they could do only two, we have people that, uh, you know, knock on the door and said, I've been working on something for my basement for two years, but it's not moving. And I need some help. I really want to be in an environment with many people. We have well-established companies. We have an incredible company um, called RAS Analytics that um, was part of the cohort of uh, the the InsureTech cohort, landed an amazing deal with travelers, and now is setting up and hiring and building. It has an office by us. We have another one called Flamingo AI who came in, um, moved his whole team from uh, New York and said, why are we paying WeWork prices? And there's great people in Hartford. And like Keiko was saying, incredible healthcare expertise or insurance expertise, we should be here. So more and more people are starting to realize that, but you needed a space in order to meet because it's it's really hard to work from home and it's even harder to work from an office where there's no one else to rub uh, shoulders with or no one else to, else to get advice from. But if uh, other places, other the big cities are focused just on the real estate, just come rent, I just want to make your money, Upward is mission-driven to really revitalize downtown Hartford. So everything we do is about creating an entrepreneurial community 
and not just, you know, making the money off of the rents. And that's why we did build Upward Labs and our partner in this is Connecticut Innovations. We have 23 corporate partners involved, which is almost unheard of in a program because we have the best corporate community, I think, in the country that I've seen in such a in a city you wouldn't expect it. And they want entrepreneurial activity. They want startups in town. They want the, the city to look like a Nashville, not like a Hartford. And it can. It has great bones. It has great potential. We have thousands of young kids that work in downtown Hartford, and we want them to live there and have fun there. So um, Upward Caters, I mean, we have tons of corporate partners that come and do their offsites by us and do uh, leadership training by us. Cause, so we have, you have the ability to rent rooms from 10 people to 80 people. We have massive conference rooms and training rooms. Now, with the startups, is the objective that they get big enough to go out on their own or do they stay at Upward or does it really depend on the firm? It really depends on the firm and it depends on timing. And since our mission is really revitalization, our job is never to stop anyone, right? So um, everyone has different needs and everyone has a different pace. If someone tomorrow has to hire 100 employees, they probably won't stay at Upward. But that's amazing. That's fine. We have great buildings downtown who are looking to rent. One of the, you know, uh, we work closely and the, the our partners that brought us into town are Shelbourne who own four buildings downtown. And they said, we need new energy in town. We don't have enough new companies coming. It's the same companies just moving around. But when you build something and you have 30 startups, 40 startups, you have a good uh, option that one will become an Amazon. So rather than investing the state's resources to bring Amazon HQ2, let's bring a few hundred startups. One will become an Amazon. And I'll give you an example. This company isn't here, but one of our startups is doing really well, is getting already really good traction. We did only start this May 1st, so the fact that they have any traction is actually great. But they've just realized they can't continue manufacturing where they are. They're looking to open a manufacturing plant in Connecticut. We never pushed it. We never, you know, that's never something we said you have to do or want to do. But they're already seeing the opportunity. And they said, we have so many uh, potential clients here. It would be so much cheaper and easier to manufacture here. So what a great way for the state to get another uh, manufacturing uh, startup in, in the operating here, if you will. In the realm of startups, and this this is a question for any one of you, how big is the Internet of Things? It, it seems all of your your technologies, in one way or another, are are internet connected and you know talk to the rest of the world. Uh, well, if I may, uh, f- for us, um, it's it's everything, right? Everyone wants real time data, so uh, having IoT driven uh, devices and solutions means that people can react as soon as possible. Like um, we're just talking about fall detection. It's not, it's not just a, a bell or anything like that. It's more about real-time data and the type of data that you're getting from it. So, yeah, it's extremely important. And I'm guessing as insurers, you know, you work with the insurance industry, they are all about data and analytics. They are only about data and analytics. So data is the game. How much more they can get and and quite fascinating the insurers are part of this because they want to you know these these devices they want to see them in action so i'll just explain quickly how this program works this is not a, an accelerator program this is a program where each of these startups has pilots either in commercial buildings residential buildings assisted living facilities or home healthcare and they pilot their tech with actual people right away but the insurance companies and all the corporate partners are watching 
There's amazing startups in the cohort. If you want to reach out and work with any of them, come talk to us. The, the startups want to play. So come play with us. Is it okay if I just put an email? Absolutely. Labs, L-A-B-S, at UpwardHartford.com. Reach out. Tell us if you want to help, assist. You have a home health care company or facility or a building, and you want to play. She is Shauna Schlossberg with Upward Hartford, joined by Keiko Carita with AI2, Sam Yang with Xander Cardian, and Hugo Van Dyke with WiseCare. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks so much for listening to Face Connecticut. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. I'm Aaron Kupek. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.